0: Nick? Brandon? N- Nick, do you mind if I touch you?
1: I would love it if you would touch me. However, time space, it's
0: <laughs> makes things difficult. No, no, I'm gonna touch you right now. Here we go. Bring
1: it to bring it.
0: You'll be in my heart. <laughs>
1: yes, you'll be in oh, my. Oh, we were gonna try not to edit this too much, but I just blew out my microphone. <laughs>
0: I was of two minds to start this episode. That one, which has been... It was a joke a dude posted on TikTok because I guess there's this trend of barbers now asking for consent before they cut hair. And this guy was making fun of that by being like, do you mind if I touch you? Uh, sure. <laughs> You'll be... And I lost it for like three minutes straight. Um, it's going to go on my when you really need to laugh playlist. My other one was this way. <laughs> Oh, there we, <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. I had every
1: intention New Year's <laughs> morning to just post that the audio from that episode on our podcast. But mm-hmm. you know what? By the time I remembered it, everybody else in the world had done it. So I figured, ah, it's not funny.
0: Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, I think uh, there's something to be said about the people who already had things ready to go. Kind of like the Winnie the Pooh blood and honey. I feel like that was, like, ready to go. Um, totally and the, the guys a,
1: making the video game you don't whip those mouse up in 24 right hours. yeah i think that's yeah. that one
0: yeah so i don't know people what a bunch of welcome everybody to season five of Season cinema gush s5 55555 five, five, five. oh my gosh uh how the heck have you been man it's been a minute when is the last time we did an episode how long has it been Oh my it gosh! Been? It was episode July? five of the Dad List. Was it? It might have been July or August. Yeah, I'm looking at. it. I got it right here. I got it right here. Let's let's see. Mm.
1: September. September.
0: So yeah, I'm, I'm good. Oh, I'm so many good, copyright yeah. strikes. My gosh, I did oh, yeah. see more stuff this year than I thought I did. I didn't see a ton of stuff this past year because when you have a what? child, you just get to see less. Just, yeah, I yeah, feel like it's yeah. a permission thing. I feel uncomfortable. But this year, I'm going to see more stuff. It and gets I, easier as they get older. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I was just yeah. like, uh, uh, well, I, I wanted to see boys in the boat. haven't had the chance to. And uh, there's a couple other ones on my list that I uh, are, are really high up there. And then there were some that I saw that were high on other people's list that I just did not think...
1: I can't wait to hear it. I, I do want to know that. Well, just
0: tell me. What
1: what did you not like that other people liked?
0: Uh, what did I like that not a lot of people liked? I'm wondering not, how high up on my lifts like. they are. <laughs> um, You know, I thought overall, overall the creator was just fine. I think oh, I the... thought the creator was almost downright bad. <laughs> oh, mean... downright <laughs> bad. Oh. I, we don't do that on gosh. You want to talk about the nice. The, and we okay. The nice. I'll say something. Let me change. That let me not one. say oh.
1: bad. It was a mess, but it was also the most gorgeous movie I saw all
0: year. See, and that's we got to give We got to give credit where credit's due. That man, I mean, I remember when Monsters came out and I was like, this Gareth Edwards guy is going places cuz he shot it by himself. Yes. All he was was a special effects <laughs> like supervisor, I think for BBC, and then he did this by himself for 10 grand and like I wanted to do everything that man did. Wasn't, so
1: wasn't uh wasn't the creator like thirty million dollars? Which we're talking—you can't make a rom com for that amount. Gosh, was it that cheap? My it was—it was shockingly low budget.
0: The budget was eighty, so very close.
1: Eighty, okay. Still, That's still, not well, bad. Are we sure that's not including marketing?
0: No, that doesn't include marketing. That's just uh, okay. Production. Oh, eighty million. Yep, I see. Yeah, but you still, have to think
1: about that one. For I a mean. Second. I I I also saw the last couple Marvel movies and they didn't look nearly as good as this and they were three times as much.
0: Oh my goodness. Uh I'm sure this will give away part of your list but I didn't love Across the Spider-Verse.
1: Really? You, you didn't mention I that didn't we were...
0: love it. I certainly enjoyed it. I liked okay. it. There's good we did things review about it. it. We did review it. I but look I have no idea. What I what I what I did see throughout the year I was like that one's one on quite a few people's lists, and I thought, uh-huh. mm, not for it's me. Not, it's not, it's, <laughs> it's in the,
1: It's there's a chunk ahead of it for me. I think it'll depend a lot on how good three is.
0: In a couple of months when I have a true top ten list, because really what I'm looking at now is a three to five at the moment, Um, it'll probably okay. be like ten, nine, eight, somewhere in there. Uh, again, not bad. I mean, I did see some other things where I just, I don't know. I don't know. We'll get, to it. we'll get to it. We'll get to some of the things. Yeah. I know that you are afraid, like Bo, um, but it's mm-hmm. not. Might, might not be your dream scenario. But, uh, you know, we're going to do a little wrap-up <laughs> Napoleon somehow. We're going to do a little wrap-up <laughs> to 2023. Well, you
1: can try and get out of this all uh, you want, but no one will save you. Your desire <laughs> to watch as many movies as possible is a impossible mission.
0: Your desire um, for blood and honey makes
1: you a killer. And um, I got nothing else. Yeah, me neither.
0: We have we've outrun this joke, but I do, I do, ha- I got some good, I mean, gosh, I heard some good songs this past year, I, so I read some good books, I can't wait to tell you I count on best. you for music, I want to yeah. know what, yeah. Oh, a lot of hard rock, <laughs> as always, uh, a lot of hard yeah. rock, but uh, man, I got some good books too I'll talk about, but. Great. You got a top 11, you say?
1: I have a top 11, because I got two ties, I couldn't pick which was over in two places, so. Then let us there begin. So you want me to do three at a
0: time then? Sure, that works just fine for me.
1: Well, I'm doing the first four because third and fourth place in my mind are tied. Well, then so I'll do a top four then. I'll well, tell you go. what. I'll I'll do I'll do number one. Then you do one. Then I'll do three. Sounds That'll great. Work. All right. So my oh, I guess we start at the bottom. Let's start at the bottom. I have that a top five sense. now. Okay, I'm good. That makes right. much more sense. Okay, <laughs> for for I will say tenth and eleventh place. I put a tie between John Wick four and Mission Impossible. Um, what is that one called? I don't remember
0: what that one's called. So Mission Impossible um, Falling into Submarines? No. Mission Impossible AI bad. Um,
1: <laughs> I loved we're them better. both. <laughs> I thought they were both incredible. Uh, John Wick 4 might be the best. John Wick, I thought it was great. Mission Impossible, this dead one. Dead Reckoning, that's it. There dead it Reckoning, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. not as good as Fallout. But I still think it's easily my second favorite after Fallout.
0: And we'll be there for part two the second it comes out. Absolutely. 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 Um, John Wick 4. I know a couple people who that was number one. So it's I'd, a
1: great movie.
0: I've only seen one, but I will for sure see two, three, and four. I know that it has really set a new standard for action flicks, so I am all about it. All about and you it.
1: know, world building, too. I mean, the, the people, it's almost become... Cliched action movies are keep copying it and making these weird, like w- secret society things. And it
0: just, none of it has the magic that John wick had. Oh, absolutely, man. Well said. Well, I'll tell you my number five from the very limited amount of things I saw this past year. I'm sorry. It's style of destiny. I really thought it was a lot of fun. Great, That's awesome. Uh, it was, uh, I thought there was so much homage to the way that the early ones were shot. I thought the music was spectacular. Um, I have questions. Don't get me wrong. I yep. think Mads Mikkelsen should have for sure died when he was hit by the thing on top of the train. Right. I I watching it the second time, I thought, "Holy cow!" I didn't remember <laughs> getting him <in> that hard. <laughs> um. But I, I I must. Everyone who knows me knows I'm a huge sucker for time travel, and I thought mm-hmm. that was uh, a nice way to send off Indy and, and do something that my uh, number two movie also did very well. So yeah. five I will say, movie. yeah, no spoiler for it. But the ending is chef's kiss. That was the oh, best absolutely. part of the movie.
1: Yeah. Love that. The last five minutes of that movie is perfect.
0: Absolutely. So Dial of Destiny, Indiana Jones, my number five. What you got next? All right. So
1: I'll do three. So I, let's see. Is this eight? I don't know my order. This is so I did 11 <laughs> and 10. This is nine. I'll do No One Will Save You. I fell in love with that movie. Wonderful. I can't wait. fell in love with that movie. It is. Do you know the gimmick? I'm, yes. Yes, I do. I know. Of the there's game there's QS no with. dialogue. Um, you know, it's I don't know if it's high art, but man, it tickled me. I right. love gray alien stories and it was alarming. You know what? I, this is what I loved about it. Ever since Jaws came out, a lot of people seem to think that the less you show a creature, the scarier it is. And they're right mm-hmm. often. But sometimes yeah. it just seems silly, like you're hiding the character because you just don't want to deal with it like you don't want to interesting it. Want... this movie takes disturbing imagery sticks it in the front of the screen says hey look at that isn't that disturbing without it being ever <laughs> grotesque i mean it's 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 not like watching the thing but it's just it's like stares at like isn't this alarming you should look at how alarming this is and and it just it it tickled me i watched it twice in two days And I enjoyed every minute
0: of it. I love it. Brian Duffield was my very first screenwriter crush. I love to read his writing almost more than anybody else. So I imagine that it is, he is finally getting his due so I can hope that it continues. So then let's see, that is nine,
1: eight. I really enjoyed bottoms. I, uh, it reminded me of the Simpsons and I know that's not what anybody talks about when they talk about this movie. We watched it on a whim one evening, Mm -hmm. but you know, the Simpsons has elastic, reality yes this movie had elastic reality where everybody would be behaving in a semi-realistic way and then something absolutely freaking absurd would happen and everybody would stare at it and then just go back to acting normally <laughs> and every time that happened i mean it would the movie would, would just suddenly transition to absurd violence mm-hmm. and the, uh, it, was, it was it was an absurd movie and i laughed like an idiot the whole way through so oh, that's fantastic. my fantastic that's my nine. Oh, my order is all messed up. I'm going to get this number wrong. So that's nine, right? Eight. Yep. Eight is Barbie. Really enjoyed Barbie. Barbie is great.
0: Not the there there anything else? barbenheimer or just the... I just put Barbie. Oh, just I, Barbie. I, I, okay. Just okay. Barbie.
1: I, I, I don't know if there's much else to say about Barbie. Everybody has an opinion about Barbie. I thought Barbie was great. Well, there you um, go. My favorite moment, watching a movie. That, oh That's not fair. My favorite watch moment, watching a movie with my kids. There you go was uh, the very end of Barbie when my daughter learned what a gynecologist was.
0: Oh, good. (laughs) Your turn. Uh, I mean, it's dead reckoning for me. I can't think of the last time I was just like, I have gripped an armrest harder. Uh, There were moments in that movie where I was like, well, of course this is going to happen, and then it does. So I wasn't surprised, but there were also moments where I just laughed out loud, especially with the, you know, Simon Peck. You don't understand the kind of pressure I'm under. And then cut to a long shot of Tom Cruise at the top of a mountain being confused. Like, what do you mean pressure? I have to jump off this damn thing? (laughs) Um, You know, oh, my gosh. I love Penny so much. I know that's not her real name, but, oh, mm, special place for her in my heart from Captain America. So I really did enjoy that quite a bit. I cannot wait to see um, the final uh, chapter in this Mission Impossible saga that we've all been following for quite a while. And yeah, if you just want a great thrill ride, you should have seen it in the damn theater. You're going to get it good at home. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to pause. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Oh, man. The intensity of that movie was so incredible. It was so incredible. So, yeah, that was a
1: number four. All right. So I I recounted. I think I'm on six. So six is Bo is Afraid. Um, This is my favorite movie going experience probably in my entire life. It's right up there. I I don't mean that about the movie, but I remember the ending, not a soul got it. There's probably 40, 50 people in the theater, which is a lot considering what kind of movie this was. Sure. And nobody got up during the credits, and then it faded to black, and then there's this guy like three rows behind me just said softly, well... We've all experienced something together <laughs> and we erupted into laughter and filed out in a daze. <laughs> I think I said earlier on the podcast, there's a point in this movie where I realized my mouth was going dry because I had it gaping open for 20 minutes straight because oh I could not gosh. believe it was happening.
0: Oh, a boat on fire. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's a right. uh,
1: six, then five. I have Spider-Man across the spider verse across the spider verse. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't think this is one of the best movies of the year is a fool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I it, you know what it is.
0: As I get older, I just this is why Oppenheimer is not in my top five. Is I just the TikTok editing for me was too much. There was no time to breathe. It wasn't what there my, was no time to breathe. You're right. And that's and I understand. I understand the creative choice. That doesn't mean I have to love it. It's still yeah, a I get great it. film. I get it. It'll probably be top ten when all is said and done. But I kind of like walked out of that one with whiplash because I need something that yes. breathes, like That's my it. number three movie, *Killers of the Flower Moon*, Brendan. Mm. Mm. Oh, a movie that showed more restraint that I've seen from Scorsese in a long time, and by that I mean he lets things play out. He cuts yeah. so much less than normal. Um, if you have, I mean, for people who are listening. Our listener, if you've seen Goodfellas, you know that way that the camera just like shoots in and shoots out, and those fat those those quick lines. Somebody snorts, you go super in on that coke line, and follow the character's face up, and and the the fights that he can do. And you've seen Wolf of Wall Street and the freeze frames, uh-huh. and how Absolutely. intense that can be. And this, I, when I mess, when I finished the movie, I messaged you. I was like, that was the loudest quiet movie. Yeah. I've seen in forever. And that was my way of trying to be clever, I suppose, like I was some sort of New York but, but, but explain what you mean. I mean like, when the gal says that she tries not to talk because she, you know, it's best to just listen so that these people can just run their mouths because people often run themselves into the corner, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's almost a theme for the movie is how sure. people talk themselves into these corners and moral the Moral corners yeah, too. Yeah, Moral corners. And the fact that It's weird to say spoilers because it was you know back in the nineteen twenties and thirties, but this idea that they saw those the Robert De Niro's character just saw everybody else as like lesser than almost an animal, and he Mm -hmm. was so casual about it. And And because he saw them, yeah,
1: because he saw them as less than an animal, in some weird way, he felt. I don't know the last time I watched a movie where the character could treat others so cruelly and still feel like he was morally a decent and nice guy. He came across as a nice person.
0: And he was like writing letters from the the afterwards and and still like I fondest memories of this place and it's like you were trash. Did nobody ever tell you to your face that you're trash? (laughs) Oh yeah. It it was and I I think too maybe the trailer's Maybe I just wasn't paying attention during the trailers, but like I didn't think DiCaprio was gonna be like the horrible person that he was in that movie. But my goodness, sure. horrible, horrible, horrible! The fact that she—the—I the, the, mean—the—the the poison stuff alone, just yeah. So I—I I thought that was really something special for the runtime. Shut up! It should be longer. Um, I, seriously, I've yeah. never watched a movie that that long that flew by that quick. Absolutely. And I think
1: part of it, part—I mean, you know, you know what? I'm just gonna talk about it now spoiler that's my number two of the year well there we go uh, yeah <laughs> uh the movie has a beat to it there's like a rhythm to the editing even when he's taking these long shots like the way the music comes in it just the whole movie had momentum even when it was ha- these slow thoughtful moments it never felt like any of them outstay their welcome it is flabbergasting to me that a man his age can film a f- can direct with such a sure, confident hand. It, he, if, if anything, he's getting better as he gets older. He's like the, the yes. antithesis to what Quentin Tarantino says about people.
0: Oh, absolutely, because I think that he is able to explore different Different. I don't want to say weaknesses because that's not the right word, but the, the different techniques that he's trying to explore and expound upon is, is what to me was the most fascinating thing about this. Look, I get it. It was written by my man Eric Roth. He wrote Forrest Gump. He wrote Curious Case of Benjamin Button. We're used to these kind of slower-paced things from him. Mm-hmm. The uh, There was just – I think it – because to me it was so opposite of what Oppenheimer was that I was so utterly refreshed by it, horrified by it, mystified by it, um, I, I don't know where all the uh, $200 million went, but uh, it probably went to DiCaprio, DiCaprio. I'm guessing. <laughs> um, but, you know, Lily deserves every award that they throw at her. Seriously. Golden Globe already. She's going to get an Academy Award for this. Uh, DiCaprio won't. That's reserved for somebody else, which comes from a movie a little bit higher. But I really enjoy Kills of the Flower Moon. I will be watching that one again. Um, I think for yes. film buffs especially, it's a must watch. So it's That's brilliant. my number three. It's yeah, absolutely brilliant.
1: And... I will state, I, it's my number two. I think it might be, in my opinion, the best movie of the year. It's just not my favorite movie of the year. But.
0: I, th- I think that's true. I think, too, this, it's, ugh, is this my favorite Scorsese movie? I got to think about that. Because here's the thing. I went back through our <sighs> it's list. Up there. of up uh, When we went through our Boomer list, I started writing down all the movies. that I was like, oh, I'll get to see that. And then I hadn't seen it yet. The very first one on that list was actually uh, 2003's Gangs of New York, which was always on my list. Never, Never to saw see it. it. Yeah. And then I saw it, and I was just like, Oh, this wasn't very good. <laughs> I didn't really care for it at all. <laughs> uh, it, not my favorite thing ever. I, I, it, it, it's it's good for what it was. Daniel Day Lewis, of course, but yeah, not my thing at all. So this like completely washed that out. And sure, so, uh, sure. I don't know if this is my favorite Scorsese movie, but I think it actually might be because I'm not might huge be. into the mob stuff. The Departed so. to me is a
1: blast to watch, but this is a better movie. This is I. I watched an interview of Spielberg interviewing Scorsese after this. And, and when he says, Marty, this is your best movie. This is your masterpiece." Oh,
0: well then. I mean that pretty much. Yeah. Gosh. Cause I really love Hugo. I really love the aviator. I got to do the aviator. We were talking
1: about Howard Hughes last night.
0: Oh, I've never seen raging bull. I got to add that to my list, but yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Killers of fire. Movie. I'll my do raging. Bull
1: Okay. Um, no, Zela. I got, I got, so I did. Yeah. My number two, So you got two more? You do one more? I do, yeah. Two more.
0: Do another one, and I'll do two. Sure. My number two is Guardians 3, baby. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Uh, First movie I've ever given a trigger warning for. Uh, I haven't had that moment in a – like, I have not had that emotional of a moment in the theater since uh, No Way Home. But uh, when you see, like, when uh, Rocket's having his moment, And uh, is it Um, Lila, Lily, Lily? I don't remember. When the The otter, when the otter is walking through the fog, I turn to my buddy. and I go, "Don't Don't do this this. to me! (laughs) Don't do this! Not Uh, like this!" Yeah, and that's I would say like that's the that's the picture perfect. You don't have to kill them all. Ending, ending. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought that was gosh. I just, I loved it. My, I mean, my order is one, three, two, as far as guardians movies, I think they're all great, but this was just, Oh, I really, really thought it was something special. And especially when you think about the way that rocket is portrayed as the director and how he would, that was always a character from go. And like, this was kind of his send off in that way. Um, I just,
1: mm. it's great. I, it didn't make my list and I, hated myself for that and if you ask me in a week it probably will
0: well you know and i think that again this is james gunn's swan song i think i i love that whatever he's going through he's working it out <laughs> in the movie which is great to. which watch. is what you should be doing with yes. art anyway right there's um, a
1: vulnerability to his work i cannot wait to see what he does with superman
0: yeah i you know i think that uh from what I hear, Coyote versus Acme, which he worked on the story for, sure, sure, As finding new legs. I do I want hope somebody sees that. Up. Everybody says yeah. it's gonna
1: it's great. All the yeah,
0: yeah, and Super <laughs> Megan Legacy next year. So uh, yep. Guardians three is definitely my number two. Uh, it will be a rewatch, but it'll be a very hard rewatch because I love mm-hmm. my dog. Moving on,
1: so I got I'm gonna do four and three since we already did oh, two. Course. These are a tie in my book. I couldn't pick one or the other. Um, I have Oppenheimer um which again i don't think there's much to say everybody everybody's seen it i i very much liked it i thought it was great uh i don't need to see it for a while it was yeah that's fair Um, now my number three i plan on watching every christmas until i die (gasps) the holdovers oh is wonderful it is it is wonderful (laughs) have you seen it
0: it's my number one
1: it's your number one. My man. <laughs> it's so
0: good. Oh it's so my good. Gosh. Well, th- Join me in this gush because oh. what a great movie. What a great movie, man. Paul Giamatti. I-, I just, I love him always because of John Adams, which we watch on a every two year basis, I think. Sure. He has that chameleon esque acting skill that I only ever saw in Edward Norton and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, mm. I mean, my goodness, I – what was that line? What was that line? I sent it to my buddy right when it popped out. Oh, you are penis, cancer, in human form. (laughs) (laughs) Ha! Yes. Yes. I came Um, home
1: and I shared that one with my wife.
0: Yeah. Alexander Payne, you know, I didn't care for the Matt Damon one that he did before, but I loved Nebraska when it came out, and that's the kind of stuff I want to see him stick to. Um, But this – somebody online said this movie – is the best description of a warm hug for 23 that one could yes. ask for. And that's yes, really it what is. it is. I think that it'll never get old, the coming around and learning to love somebody that you never thought you'd give a rat's for because you hate them when everything starts, but mm-hmm. then you learn their story. And it definitely went places I certainly wasn't expecting, like uh, nope. the the false flag of the dad being dead, mm-hmm. um, just uh, the... I thought it was going to be about every single one of those kids. And then the helicopter, uh, there were just so many little twists and turns and my goodness, the, uh, the poor gal with her son and the war. And I mean, man, it was, yeah. uh, and it shot so brilliantly. I loved what, it, even it, when the trailer came out, I was like, what's, what's this going to be, you know, it's amazing
1: how much they made it feel like it was filmed in 1972. Yes. It absolutely. looks it, it, feels it from the editing, from the way they move the camera from the film grain.
0: It's, it's, it, it just. To the contact lens that makes his eye look the other way. <laughs> I, okay. I'm assuming. Let,
1: let's let talk a little spoiler. Did you spend the whole movie trying to figure out which eye was lazy?
0: I kind of did because, because I the did. main screenshot that everybody posted was the one when he jumps on the, the springboard and he screams and then Paul GMI is like, ah, and it, right. like that was the freeze frame in the trailer. So I was like, even back then I was like, okay, which one is it? I'm
1: almost positive they switch it throughout the movie to mess with you. Oh, I bet you they do. I need to watch it again. I think they switch Which Eye is Lazy just to mess with you so that you're
0: like you're like the kid. Like, which one do I look at? Oh, my gosh. And, like, the fact that he steals the cognac in the end, um, which I know that's a super, super rare. Ex- actually, that cognac, the uh, King Louis. if you go to any bar, it's 50 bucks a shot. Like, it's super-duper wow. expensive. Super-duper expensive. Um and gosh, just not a ton of people like even uh, Dominic who plays Angus like first time actors just because that's the school they shot it at right. Um, so there's there's a there's a lot to like in this movie. There you know I'll just there is some harsh language. That's probably why it won't be like necessarily public one my watch, but I guarantee this is going to be a TBS rotator for the rest of our lives. Yes, I you know? I
1: truly plan on watching it every Christmas. To me, this is going to be my a Christmas story. It's just. It's it's it makes you feel warm inside. It does.
0: It makes you feel like there's still something good, something worth fighting yeah. for. It's it's been sweeping a ton of different awards and a lot of different film festivals. I have super high hopes for the Oscars after the Golden Globes and uh, I was, let's see, Paul won and Divine one for best supporting. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and I mean, getting nominated for best motion picture is not nothing. It never. It, it's and never they, not nothing. So, I mean, it's last I think time it's a Christmas get
1: movie gets got nominated for best picture. I mean die hard no. <laughs> have you ever thought about it die
0: hard really is a
1: Christmas movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Brennan you really are penis cancer in human form <laughs> I know baby I know I think it gave me such good memories of Austria as well just my time during the winter season and something about it just reminded me of like living in Europe um, yeah so i it was it's such a treat it's such a delight favorite thing i've seen this year was the holdover so loved it but what is your number one my number one is the boy and the heron oh Um, mm, have you seen it no 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 that that movie so
1: much wrecked me good Uh, i need a good reckoning it wrecked me. The boy and the heroine. I got it. Um, the boy and the heroine. Uh, <laughs> my kids were a little movie. worried in the movie theater why their father was quietly weeping for 20 minutes. But <laughs> it is uh. stunning, obviously. But, I mean, particularly stunning. I think it is. No, I don't think. I, I feel no hesitation in saying this is Hayao Miyazaki's most gorgeous film. Oh, Did he retire again after it? Uh, I, I, I assume, but you know, that, that was always the, int- I said, I, I did see, read an interview of him where he's like, I, I don't blame fans for not taking me seriously. When I told you I was retiring <laughs> eight years ago with the wind rises mm. and I, this to me is more of a coda to his work than the wind rises was.
0: Oh, wonderful. Um, it is, uh, uh
1: the. there are moments that are so beautiful that nothing's happening. And I was just sitting there trying not to cry. Uh, Just so stunningly gorgeous, and it's a man. I I I feel safe in saying my interpretation of the film is is a man facing the end of his life and struggling to see if he did anything good in it. Oh, and that will kill me. <laughs> and it, <laughs>
0: Oh god I'm gonna get
1: teary-eyed talking about it. It's, uh, it's it's wonderful. Well, I'm going to
0: now I have to see it before this weekend's for absolute sure, because uh, I know that the voice of the heron is something in the way. He does such a good job.
1: He Mm. does such a good job.
0: And isn't Christian Uh, Bale in it, too?
1: Yep, he is. Two Batmans. I don't know if they ever interact. I don't think they do.
0: (laughs) Two Batmans and one Green Goblin. And Drex. Yeah. Yeah. You, I
1: walking out of the movie theater. That's actually uh, Dave Bautista is not in it much, but
0: <laughs> he commands the scenes he's in. Um, Man, uh, I love yeah. that you picked an anime movie, mostly because I saw some very good anime this year. Um, but Chris Duckman, who I have been following for.
1: I saw his top ten list. The fact that, that he one. also
0: picked an anime for number one makes me super happy.
1: Yeah, and it was a basketball one, right? I the don't first slam dunk, yeah. I got to see that. Me too. I was
0: planning on seeing it just on his recommendation. You have surprised me, sir, because Godzilla Minus One isn't in here. Can you explain? I forgot. <laughs> That's why it's not in here. <laughs> I went through the list. Now that you recall. it. <laughs>
1: I think it'd probably oh be gosh. seven or eight. Oh
0: okay. yeah. Uh, is it the best Godzilla movie ever made?
1: I think so. I, okay. I do think so. I do think that. Um, it's still got its cheesy camp, but its cheesy camp. Most Godzilla movies have cheesy camp where I feel like you, when it's applied to the monsters, it's fun. When it's applied to the people, it's boring. Um,
0: okay. Okay. And most okay. Godzilla.
1: Human stories are insufferably boring. You just get through it to watch people in suits slap at each other.
0: Oh
1: um, this one, I the I, the cheese in this one is some of the human melodrama, but mm-hmm. it worked, mm-hmm. man. It just worked. It is melodramatic, but I really cared about the characters, and yeah, and the Godzilla was scary, and. Um, I'm glad that they uh, they finally saw it. have you ever noticed I don't know if you watched a lot of classic Godzilla movies? A few, a few. yes. So when Godzilla in the middle of the ocean, he always just stands up. he yeah. right? just stands up in the middle of the ocean, right ne- like next to an a, a aircraft carrier and they're like what the are you propellers on, on his feet, right? I mean well, yeah, but he's like 25 yards away. I mean wh- what are you standing on? <laughs> right This movie very subtly never calls <laughs> attention to it, but it's like, oh yeah, you know every time he stands up, that's because of his big boy thighs. They're just that buoyant. <laughs> big boy thighs.
0: Uh, well, I gotta ask: Have you ordered? Uh, I know to go back to the boy in the hair, uh, yeah, I love that poster—the Japanese print. Have you gotten it it's, already?
1: I have not. I'm reading the book that inspired him right now. I have not gotten. Oh, the, the, is it a manga or no? Oh, you know, oh, it's uh, in the movie actually. The, the one of the characters gives another character the copy of this book. It's um. How do you live? My understanding is in Japan, it's like as ubiquitous as how to kill a mocking, or to kill a mockingbird is here.
0: Okay. Um, Okay. It's
1: kind of one of those things that every school child reads, and they translated it when this movie was announced. And it is lovely. It is like a little work of moral philosophy for middle schoolers. And, and I, but everybody should read it. It's just, it's, I'm about a third of the way through it. And I, I'm absolutely loving it.
0: I'm going to place a hold on it right now. Number nine of one copy. Gee, what a shock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's easy and delightful. So Excellent.
0: Well, since those were the uh, best movies of the year, I'm going to give you a minute to scramble and think about the best books you read this past year. Cause I, I have- jotted down what I got. Okay, cool. Uh, I will say for anyone uh, who listens, the Berserk train has officially ended for me. Uh, it's gotten to the point where I can't go any further. So too uh, much for you. Too much, and then the cliche. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just so sick of the cliche that I, I got stuck on. Um, Which one? The evil, evil priest um, trope. I just, it's too much. And then like it, was, sure. it got so graphic, I was like, I ah, forget it. So I'm done. Um, but I wanted to, to give two recommendations. So first off, my best nonfiction book. I'm not a huge fan of the band Rush. At least I wasn't initially. I always knew about Neil Peart. If you've seen I Love You Man, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Consider one of the greatest drummers who's ever lived. He's right out there with John Bonham, who is the drummer of Led Zeppelin, who's considered the greatest drummer of all time. Um, But Neil Peart is an amazing drummer. Getty Lee released his autobiography memoir. And... I just grabbed it because we've covered a couple of Rush songs. I sing uh, some of the songs that he sings. So he's the main singer. Uh, Rush is a three-piece Canadian band that started in the 70s, and they literally ended in 2015. Uh, one of the longest-running uh, rock bands that consistently released records like Crazy. I think there's 26 of them, which is absurd. Um, but his memoir came out, and I was so enthralled by this book. Um, he, the, the, his memoir? is Yeah, so he's the bassist. He does keyboards, and he's the main singer of the band Rush. Um, his memoir uh, talks about, I didn't even know this, but like his parents were Holocaust survivors. Yeah. Um, when they got out, they uh, fled to Canada. And uh, hearing just like he dedicates an entire long chapter to how his parents met, how they, were, uh, how they met in the camp, how they were uh, captured by the Nazis, uh, the family members that died along the way. It was a really beautiful testament to his family. And from that huh. moment, I was like insanely gripped because I'm just like, you're one of the biggest rock stars of all time. And your parents were freaking Holocaust survivors. My goodness. So I just, I had to plow through it. And then I started doing this thing where um, he would talk about the, you know, uh, the albums that they make, and he would just do one album at a time. Mm-hmm. Well, when I would finish that chapter about that album, I would then put That's that so cool. Out. That's such a cool way and of it, doing that. And it, yeah. And, and I, I, God, I do got to do that for every musician moving forward. I That's wish I saw so Dave cool. Grohl's book, especially because he spent so much, you know, did Nirvana and then Foo Fighters. Yeah. And, uh, and he went through every album too. And, like, that was such a fun way to enjoy a musician's memoir. I'm going to do that Like for every musician I read moving forward. Um, and it was fun because he did the audiobook himself and sometimes he would talk about his guitar player. He's like, but I didn't know... Ale-, like The guitar player's name is Alex Lifeson. Uh-huh. And he's like, and I didn't know what Alex was thinking at the time. So I asked him. And then he'd get quiet for a second and then Alex Lifeson would, on, would pop on and talk about how he felt in the moment when something happened. Which was super cool. That's really and, um, cool. So I highly, highly recommend that for a nonfiction book. Even if you're not a ginormous Rush fan, like, it was... It was um, cathartic for me because after college when I wasn't successful like finding work as easily as a lot of other people I know um I really had these new dreams of being a rock star and I worked super hard at writing music and learning guitar and bass and drums and singing songs and writing lyrics and and I didn't even touch the dedication this man had to his instrument because there's a point where he releases their they release their third record he's like and then I turned 21 I was like, what the hell was I doing in 20 <laughs> I was doing Smoothie Time on YouTube. <laughs> I do watch Smoothie Time uh, fairly regularly. We just started introducing smoothies to Toru, and uh, that is why uh, nice. that song keeps playing in my head now. Very, very nice. Uh, so for a nonfiction book, uh, My F in Life by Getty Lee, uh, it is such a thrill and such a great audiobook because he reads it. Um, it was such a good – a close second for nonfiction. There's this book called The Comfort Crisis uh-huh. – uh, which I think you will actually quite enjoy. I think we talked about it just a little sure. bit. That was a very, very good read. Uh just talks about like how we've gone too comfortable as a society and uh, what that uh, looks like. Oh. So a most excellent book indeed. Um, and if I had to pick a favorite fiction book, I've been reading the Red Rising series. How uh, is it? The second it? book, Golden Sun, I read. It's very good. good. Okay. Like one gave me such Bioshock vibes for the first like half of it. And then it kind of turns into a Hunger Games thing, sure. and then two just goes off the bloody rails. Well, I know there's um, that
1: um, um, Stonemeyer game. Jamie Stagmeyer made a game based on it. Did yeah.
0: He? Ooh, I gotta check that yeah. out. Okay. Um, but Book to the Golden Sun was uh, my favorite fiction read of the year. Um, it was out of this world good. Oh, just when I think about some of the writing and some of the scenes, and then some of the twists and turns, and like the last five, like the last five pages. You're like screaming, Holy crap. Holy <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> That's the second of how many books. Uh I believe they're on seven. seven? They're still so coming out. How many red rising books are there? Google. Currently six. I believe he wants to do nine. Lightbringer came out last year, so I'm making my way downtown, walking past oh my passing them home Still haven't seen white chicks. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, But, yeah, Golden Sun was awesome, and uh, Pierce Brown writes so incredibly – he writes first person so incredibly well. Um, He reminds me a lot of screenwriters that I read Hmm. that I really love, um, where every time you read it, you feel like someone's going to die or, like, this – They can't possibly come back from this injury. Oh, my God, they did. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Special shout-out to the worst book I've ever read. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. (laughs) Moving on. I have not read it, but you are the only person I know who didn't like it. But and I am the only one star review
1: on Goodreads. good for me. <laughs> so my favorite nonfiction uh, book of the year was "How Minds Change" by David McRaney. Yeah, um, this to my list. Yeah, remind me later. I will talk about when we get off.
0: Um, it's sure. great.
1: It's just about neuroscience on how people actually change minds, especially like people who are in cults and you know dogmatic political groups and you know it's sure. it's it's fascinating um uh, i i'm working my way through cormac mccarthy's last novels right now I'm taking Passengers my time i'm on right? i'm just doing passenger about halfway okay. through it it's 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 heady stuff so i'm taking my time with it yes um gotcha i'm doing how do you live um and then i did a chunk of manga i did uh the nausica manga was wonderful um, oh, really cool. enjoyed that. And then I did uh I, I've wanted to read this guy's stuff for a while. Junji Ito does horror manga. You'd recognize it. In fact, when you were talking about Berserker, I thought you were talking about this guy. Um Junji Junji Ito. It? J-U-N-J-I space I T O. Um I read three of his. I can't find the one, but I did Ramina, which was good. But he does this one about a village being uh, infected by the platonic essence of spirals.
0: (gasps) Yes. I know who this is. Yeah. And that book was
1: messed up and I adored it. It's cosmic Mm -hmm. horror in all the ways that I love cosmic horror. So that was one of my favorite reads of the year.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. I, which reminds me of some of the best television that I watched this year. Uh, I'll just come out and say it. I had a favorite anime and a favorite TV show. Um, As we all wait for Severance to come out. Yeah, true. My goodness. Uh, The Gilded Age on HBO is so damn good. It's so damn good. I don't hear a ton of people talking about it, but it's Julian Fellows. Everyone knows Downton Abbey is like my favorite TV show ever made, and this is him doing the exact same thing in New York in the 1880s, and it is just Oh, it's just—it's working it's just for you. It's doing candy. what you
1: need. It's giving you the feels.
0: It's—it's it's doing exactly what I need. It's a show that I can watch with my wife. We just love these historical dramas, man. And the—the the, uh, there's something about character exploration in these shows that just hits me in all the right places. And so I—I I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I will say I tried the bear, kind of going through that. I want to do that. I haven't done it. It's a little hard because. I've seen the first three, and at some points, I feel like they're being intense to be intense. Sure. Or like, we're not making meth here, people. We're making sandwiches, huh? but it's it's part of the style of the show. Everybody loves that dude. I've never seen Shameless, so I, I've got nothing on Jeremy Allen White. But um, I'll keep going. I'll keep giving it a try. Maddie Matheson's in it. He's a great YouTube chef. Um, so yeah, I think he won for something too, didn't he? Uh, the I don't know. I think he won best actor for TV drama, maybe. I don't know. Oh, one television series of the year. Okay, so yeah, I will keep going with that one. Um, what are the real people show that I try? Can't think of it right now. Um, but the one Apple Plus, the um, the Airman one from the Band of Brothers, people, I'm all about. I that. heard as that was good. As soon
1: as I yeah, hear. it looks good. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, um, I... But for best anime, Demon Slayer Season 4. Holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. I cannot believe how good this anime is. I cannot believe D- how good this anime is. I just, Demon Slayer, okay. Oh. Did you do
1: Blue-Eyed D- Samurai? That's been on my two list.
0: It is super high on my list. Okay. It is super high on my list, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Because, boy, that's the Blade Runner 40, 2049 guy. Is it? So. Let me know when you do it. it I'll, try to, I'll try to watch
1: yeah. it. We can talk about it.
0: Yeah, and it's the gal from Everything Everywhere all at once. Yeah, so right, I'm totally, right, totally right. am. But yeah, those are my two. What about uh, best uh, TV shows? For
1: you? Um, I really enjoyed Poker Face, um, the Ryan Johnson uh, procedural mm, detective, very much has uh, knives out vibes, but on a weekly basis. Um, cool. I I enjoyed Loki season two. Um, I enjoyed. Uh, I think you should leave season three. Of course, I mean it's.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I almost killed myself. Julie. Julie.
1: I have got uh, two I think you should leave art prints in my house. One is just a amalgam of all the Tim Robinson characters but my favorite one is in my bathroom it's uh, a picture of him in a car right and on and it's a shadow box <laughs> and on the glass is a cigar and hat so you can actually have the driving crooner effect as you pee because it's right oh it's right next God. to my toilet and you got you gotta light it up just right so it looks real. You don't want to make it look fake um, oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my but, goodness, man! Yeah, you're, I totally forgot about that. I mean, I, uh, I, 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 I must have quoted the doggy, do, the Dar-Mind Doggy Door a hundred times. This happy dog, peace of mice. <laughs> uh, you re, you're relieved you're having to come into work tomorrow. What did they, they do? Oh,
1: no, I, I think I've quoted oh. that more than anything else of that this season. <laughs> yeah, that's.
0: uh and I, I love people made a TikTok where they cut up the starship troopers. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I didn't do. <laughs> <sure. laughs> oh, uh, Santa should have wrapped it when he brought it early. I'm telling you,
1: there is a strong <laughs> chance that I will die. And on my deathbed, I'll be looking at my family and say, you've all lived good lives. Be strong, be, be good people. And, and watch, I think you should leave on a regular basis. <laughs> Not
0: paying it. You have to! <laughs> the guy in front of you did it for you. You're that guy. Oh, come on. You're rich. My
1: main gift to my wife um, this year was a charcuterie board that had um, um, trifani's steaks. Please, no sloppy steaks. Um, like, <laughs> engraved in the middle of it.
0: Come on. Come on. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Slop them up, baby. <laughs> um... Uh, uh, one other.
1: Did you ever watch kunk on earth?
0: No, I've seen so many clips. That's, that's though. that's worth an afternoon of your time. We'll just leave it at that. <sighs> kunk on earth. Okay,
1: uh, cool. What else you got? Well, I mean, any other
0: miscellaneous ones that have just tickled, uh, your fancy. So caveat, I really like screamo metal music. There's my caveat Caveat taken. Uh, Caveat taken. I have three of these I'd like to talk about. And by God, people, you don't... Four. I have four of these. You don't have to listen to any of them, okay? This is just like... It gets me so pumped. Let the man talk. Let the man talk. (laughs) Or what's the one they say? Let him cook. That's the one from this past year. So, number four. There's this band called The Plot in You. They have this song called Forgotten that has one of my favorite bridges... In a rock song in a long time, okay. uh, that is just literally a dude screaming bloody murder, saying, "I have spent my life chasing things that have only brought me pain in the end. When I'm dead, hope it was for something." Before they hit all the guitars, all the basses, all the drums, all the cymbals at the same time, <laughs> and he just lets it go. Um, I, I, th- nothing makes me lift harder, and probably why I herniated my ooh, disc ooh, earlier ooh. in the ooh. year. Working out to this song—that's what you um, get for working so, out. So, (laughs) this guy works out in jeans. That's my number four. Uh, Number three is this... There's this band called Sleep Token. Have we ever talked about Sleep Token? Not that I recall. Sleep Token is a 100% anonymous band. Nobody knows who the hell they are. It's literally one dude named Vessel and then three other members. But the guitarist and bassist... Is that his Christian name on his birth certificate? (laughs) Vessel? Well, they do do have a weird thing about worship. But um, they are also a very unique rock band that like has a lot of weird like funk and R&B influence that comes out of absolutely nowhere. Ooh. So the one song I'll give you is called The Summoning um, because the sum- it is one thing for the first four and a half minutes, and then something happens towards the last part you, of the fourth send, minute. We send this like, to me. I want to – Yeah. I, yeah, I absolutely will. And uh, their masks are really cool, like the, they're, and the thing is it's not a gimmick. like Slipknot is kind of kind of a gimmick in my mind, but uh, these guys are insanely talented. Okay. insanely talented, insanely great singer, insanely good uh, drummer. Uh, so Sleep Token is a band. The song is called "The Summoning. Uh, super, super good. Um, number two is this song called "Watch the World Burn." Uh, and it is the most unique rap rock song I've ever heard. Um, and it's by Falling in Reverse, Ronnie Radke, however you feel about him, if you even know who the hell I'm talking about. I don't know music, uh, my man. I rely music. on you. That's what I'm saying. That's okay. That's okay. Um, this song is like, it is rap for like the first two minutes, and then it gets insane for 30 solid seconds before it goes into a hard rock song, and then it's scream all the way to the end. Um and the music video was like super duper inspired by the boys, a show that I won't watch. Um, but I, this song is just, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this song. Um, and that's my number two. My number one is one you should all listen to. And uh, it came out of nowhere on December 31st. Like like this, like I, I was uh, starting to put together my list of the best of stuff because usually I blog about it, but my blog is kind of broke at the moment. Um, and I was going through... Uh, songs and music and things And I was just like I have found like no good music That I was like That completely encompassed me Like the year before Was the song called Glimpse of Us Which is one of the best songs ever In my opinion That just completely stole the show And then uh, Literally New Year's Eve I'm just up hanging out Looking at songs that came out in the past year So the band is Bare Tooth The song is called I Was Alive And it's repetitive it's a little corny, and I cried my eyes out. It was amazing, <laughs> fantastic. It was amazing. Oh, send me some of enough. these. So, I want to hear them. I, I will yeah, send you all do. four. Please those. do. I will send you all four. And uh, and uh, if you can make it through <laughs> the the metal stuff, then uh, yeah, we'll be golden. So that was the music that I just um, really enjoyed this past year. And I have a number six on my New Year's resolutions is to listen to more music, I feel like I gotta do go that see too. more movies. So. Um, yeah. What about you? That's that's all my top Some stuff. Music. Um, I, wait. One yeah. more thing. Because uh, I've talked about this a ton last season and I never finished it. I did. The reason why I even heard the Bears Tooth the song in the first place was because I was not going to go to bed without beating one video game in 2023. Mm-hmm. So and you I did it. Up, I stayed up till 11:35 beating Uncharted 4, and it is the the cream of the Uncharted series. I, I gotta go do oh it. I started it, and never finished um, it. My my Uncharted order, super quick, is two four, uh, two, four three one. Is that is uh, that, that from best two. to two is your favorite? Best best two great. Best to great. Best to great. Um, Masterpiece to one really st- great. One time. is still a good game. Yeah, one is still a really really sure. good game. Um, but once you played the others and you realize like they ironed out all of the clunks, yeah. You're like one, uh, one's a
1: little dated these <laughs> days, but it's a great game.
0: Yeah. So, uh, four had, uh, some really interesting, you know, like themes and conversations about brotherhood and marriage. So many mm. things about marriage that I saw that from the that I started. Me. I got
1: to just go back and start it over.
0: There is this moment in that game that will live with me in the same way. Bioshock's, um, dance of the sugar plum fairy, uh, moment lives mm-hmm. in my head for the rest of my life. Um, there's a scene where Nate is going up in an elevator and he's talking to his wife and she says something to him and then you get in the Jeep and, and all of the sound from the game drops and it's just the song. The song and you're talking about. And yeah, and it's just this. It, they just it, they just play this song, and you can't you like you don't hear anything else. Interesting. And it just does something to you. Okay. All right. So All right. I'll, for that alone. Don't don't say <laughs> go anymore. Play I'll try. Four.
1: We're in, Me and the wife <laughs> are playing Baldur's Gate together, so that'll once we.
0: Nice. How is I, that? I'm
1: enjoying. It's uh, great. And uh, but but my point cool. is, when we finish it in 600 hours, I'll go play. I'm sure. <laughs> Good. Which I think you'll enjoy with her too. Yeah. Well, we, I, we played the first half together, and then you know life. Um, no uh yes. no it's great it's it's a great game um i do you ever play the mass effect games
0: uh yep i beat one and then uh i have a buddy gave me the trilogy i just haven't gotten to so yet.
1: baldur's gate three mass effect has this thing where you feel like you make a major choice and it splits off the story but then the story comes right back together like it makes you feel like you're making bigger choices than you actually are that makes sense because
0: of hard drive space right? which
1: makes sense well also just programming right i mean sure oh yeah uh i don't blame them at all for that it's how you tell how you made it work and i loved it i love those games Baldur's gate 3 feels like you make a choice at any point and the game changes like pretty much (laughs) just changes sure you're still following the plot beats but you might be following the plot Uh beats from a wildly different perspective depending on anything you do (laughs) Um, which is not the case in mass effect you might be a jerk but you're still doing the same stuff essentially (laughs) i i cannot believe how they programmed this game i'm i i've so the first time i've played an rpg where i just had to come to terms with the fact that i will not be doing everything because it's absurd to try and do everything um it's great strong strong recommend um Awesome. I played a bunch of games this year. I played the Metroid Prime. A lot of remakes are remastered, but played the Metroid Prime remaster, played uh,
0: nice.
1: the uh, Dead Space remake. Excellent. The Resident Evil 4 remake is like a perfect remake. That's as good as remakes get. It's <laughs> It honors the... Dead Space remake was exactly the same game, just made better. Uh, Resident Evil 4 was this beautiful balance between being new and old. I loved it. Um Sweet. I have spent like the last two and a half months playing the uh, Metal Gear Solid re-release, um, the collection. I I played through one, two, and three. Those are some of my favorite games go- growing up. I did everything that w- there was to do in one. I did everything but get the big boss rank in two because only a psychopath would try to get the big boss rank in two. And I <laughs> didn't do everything in three, but I will so
0: oh my gosh
1: snake snake snake! now so (laughs) i i know one so well that i know whenever there's inappropriate stuff in it so i let my kids watch most of one because i I, i've got the game memorized one and two really um but now every now and then one of my kids will run around the house
0: going snake 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 Did they do anything unique with the mantis thing? Like the the way to you beat have him to pause no, the
1: game and change the settings to make your controller controller port two.
0: Okay, but there's no other way okay. to
1: do it though. I, I mean, know, I know. Because it is, yeah. I wish they had done something clever, but, but alas. Um, now that said, I didn't oh, figure alas. that out for quite some time. I had to look it up online. I was trying to. There's there's of another course. way to beat it, that I had never successfully done as a kid, and I couldn't do it as an adult. So. Okay. Um, me and the wife okay. played a lot of board games this year. We got a board game table. Um, <gasps> yes, so, that's right. There were a lot yeah. of board games. Played a year. lot of Wingspan. Played a lot of Tapestry. Those are older games. Older-ish. But uh, I guess all of these games are Stonemeyer games. Play- Expeditions <laughs> came out this year. I really enjoyed it. Favorite game of the year, though, is Apiary. This is a game where you play as Space Bees. I don't
0: know that one. Ooh. You play as
1: bees. After humans go extinct, bees inherit the Earth and go into space and colonize the galaxy. And it's fabulous. It's a fabulous game.
0: Now, what about the? I heard about this recently. Uh, Wormspan.
1: Yep, we're going to pre-order well? that, and when it goes on sale in two weeks, <laughs> yep. Because my wife plays arguably too much Wingspan
0: online. <laughs>
1: I, 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 oh my god! I'm curious how many games she's played on Board Game
0: Arena. I feel like it's going to be depending on what happens in the next year. I feel like the some of those are going to become like big collectors items because they're changing like a ton of bird names in the next Oh sure. couple sure. years. Well, even um, even
1: anything past the original release, they had to change a bunch of names because it's in the last couple of years it's become faux pas to use people's names.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, which I get. Um I I will say this past year, I played a lot of Agricola. Um, I played an unhealthy amount of Feast for Odin. I got to do some um, Feast for both Odin. Games.
1: Let's, let's boot another one of those up with us. That would be fun. You got it. That you while. got
0: it. Um, I think it's not a new game by any stretch. It's just new to me, but I just I love Vidi Culture. Oh it
1: gosh. is so good.
0: It's so good. And I can't wait to play the expansions next time I come Tuscany.
1: Tuscany takes it from being a great game to being one of the best games, in my mind. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Do you have a physical uh, copy?
0: Gosh. I just forgot. Viticulture. Of, uh, no, no, not no, yeah. yet. Um, it's on my wish list. I have a, a price watcher for it. So I'm just, uh, just waiting for that. Sure, and sure. Uh, of course, the sad thing is that I just don't have anyone to play in person with. Like, I have, I have Stone Age, Childs Over Camelot, Britannia, Lost Cities. I finally got to play Quacks of Quillenberg, a game one. that I bought and have played three times because I finally had people who want to play a game. And it's just like. Sure. And that's why I love board game arenas. That's great. It's hard to yeah. find people in person who actually want to play yeah. things.
1: Well, that's why we we so. like having the game tables. We couldn't leave games out. Now we just put them away. We we, pl- we got uh, got one of the Tuscany, ex- not the Tuscany, um, Tapestry expansions recently and just been enjoying the heck out of it. Nuke Mars, man. Nuke it. I'm telling you. Nuke, nu- nuke all the planets. <laughs> Except this one. This is the <laughs> only one I think we should hold off on nuking.
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well cool. Um am I enjoying anything right now? That's a weird thing to say, but that's usually our last question yeah. is what do you enjoy? I think right I now? kinda told you and, all uh, mine. I think I did too. Um I'm reading some stuff that you know what? Um I usually have huge lists of books that uh go to reads, it's like how many books you want to read before uh-huh. the year's over and I I've hit it just about every year. Uh I have one very different goal this year and it's read one specific book. Which is And uh, my little brother's favorite book of all time, Andrew. Thank you. It is the unabridged Count of Monte Cristo, Mm. not audio. It is thick as hell. It's a Penguin one from probably from high school. Maybe he stole it. He's a lawyer. He didn't steal it. Um, But all like the notes pages have like fallen out. So it's like. It's a pleasure to hold a toe, oh, a, a literal toe in my hand. Uh, and my only goal this year, I don't care how many books I have, maybe like 30 is my goal or some crap, but the only one I have to read is a kind of mic. Just get that one. Uh, so
1: did you see the trailer for three body problem for Netflix?
0: Dude. So three body problem. I got the audiobook. Uh-huh. We drove down to Arizona. I listened to the audiobook. I have 12% left in that book and it returned and I don't get it for 16 more weeks. Brutal.
1: Cause I was just going to get, we're going on a vacation in February. I was going to get it for the wife cause she hasn't read it. The, that, that tr It's a, uh, that trilogy yeah. might be my favorite sci-fi work of fiction ever.
0: It is translated so well. The, uh, what right is
1: it? Ken Liu. Like, Ken Liu is the translator and something like that. He's yeah. Brilliant. The second book is not translated by him. And the translation is not as good, but the book is better. If that okay. makes sense. Okay. it's less elegant to translation, but the 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 book itself I like more even more.
0: It does make sense. The question is is are people going to tra- are people going to trust the Game of Thrones creators with the three-body problem? We'll have to see.
1: Well, luckily the series is over, so they don't have to make anything up. <laughs> the George. I thought the trailer looked Pretty faithful and pretty good.
0: I thought it looked pretty dang awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, especially uh, all the warriors rising to the sky, now that I know what that means. Right. And the insanity of what they were doing. I, I, my mouth was just like a gape. and Monica's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, it's just there's something happening. I can't talk about it.
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, if, you, if you enjoy it, you should do The Dark Forest. I don't want to even spoil a second of The Dark Forest, book two. Um, but I... Yeah. Th- that that one actually changed the way i look at the world um i love that i love that it 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 is bleak it's bleak but it is <laughs> like i i've never had a book fill me with such i don't know if awe is the right word somewhere something between awe and dread i don't know <laughs> it's great i love it i'm looking forward to it again
0: oh man okay cool well as soon as i finish one i'll definitely put two on the list oh. like i'm excited' they're great. i'm just
1: excited they're great so cool
0: everybody shoot thank you all for checking us out and uh we will see you in the next bugger